Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we discuss more IGN lists, fast food, and anime releases. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of This Week in Geek, which I'm guessing is going to be our last episode of the year because I don't know about you, Kevin. I don't particularly feel like recording over the holiday break. Yeah, it's all good. I don't <laughs> mind. Okay. I don't mind vibing. Yeah, just just enjoy the end of the year and, and not have to do much. Um, you have any fun plans of things that are coming? So usually my family does. Uh, or my dad's side of the family does their Christmas uh, celebration the week before, um, usually the week, the weekend before Christmas. Um, but this week, or like this year, it's very close to Christmas because Christmas is on a Monday this year, right? Um, mm, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, it's yeah. on Monday this year, you're right. So we didn't want to do too much, like really, really close. So we had our uh we had our Christmas celebration this weekend. Um actually okay, yeah, yeah. So we had our Christmas celebration this year. We celebrated uh by starting off with me working that day, and then I got I get back and then we did uh we had dinner. Uh we played a white elephant gift game. Um, mm. and then we have like breakfast in the morning. It really just depends on like what we're feeling with and what we're what we're feeling like. Um, this year we did tortilla soup. Uh, previous Ooh. years we did like a full like breakfast spread. Um, but it really just depends on like what the family is feeling. Um, but yeah, uh, been been on that. Just been working at the escape room as well for um, the uh the uh, white elephant. What did you bring and what did okay. you get? Okay, so for the white elephant, I brought Wordle the board game, um, because I know that some of the members of my family like Wordle, so I thought you know mm-hmm. that that might help. Um, a fifteen dollar Taco Bell gift card, uh, and a Trader Joe's cookbook of five items or less. They have a cookbook from Trader Joe's. Yes. That's and I, I saw it on I saw it on Amazon and I was like, oh, this is this actually seems kind of cool. Um and what I ended up with is that cookbook. I, I won the cookbook and I just made two things out of that cookbook tonight. Ooh, what'd you um, make? So I made the tortellini caprese salad, um, which is would have been way better if I like let it sit in the fridge for a lot longer, but you know, it, it just making it all at the same time, it's just how it is. Um and the chicken broccoli fettuccine alfredo which is pretty good um they're all solid so yeah uh that's what i went with um other things that like caught my attention from there were like uh they have like a pork belly bowl dish ooh um like 
garlic edamame and and a bunch of other stuff on there too so keeping my eyes peeled for uh what i might possibly be working with uh over over the brick you know what what i could make for those of you who don't know trader joe's is a i think it's mostly if not completely california based i know most of them are out here i think mm -hmm. um but they are known for having like they it's it's a very small selection but it's a very curated selection so what their deal is that they intentionally give you less options because that way they control the quality of their product better so that you know if you buy it from trader joe's it's going to be a good um a good item a good food item and they have um free samples not quite as uh as many as a costco would have it's i think just like one dish per day that they'll teach you how to make and then they'll put the ingredients out and they're also known for the really really tiny parking lots uh, i think that's yeah. part of part of it's because i think they rent out there's been like analysis and like investigation videos on this but i think uh it's because they want to have less like of a of a footprint and less overhead to pay for with like a larger parking lot and less to maintain so it's inconvenient for us but it saves them money so that's why that happens yeah so oh and what i ended up with um the cookbook uh a big carton of goldfish with let's go a pair of spencer's socks which spencer's gifts is like a like a gag shop yeah um and yeah it said uh drink up bitches and it had a penguin on it uh um, nice and then i got uh hot chocolate like bombs so like the little like things that you just plop in hot chocolate or like warm milk and it will like dissolve right. into chocolate yeah it's like a bath so bomb those. for your mouth yeah so yeah that's that's what i i was up to um so okay the other thing is i was i've also been battling with something and like in terms of sickness like i'm i i've been sick twice in a row during my dad's side of the family's like holiday party and mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just my luck in escape rooms but it it might have been that um but I'll, I'll just go into like a really quick uh reason of like why i may have gotten sick um it, it was on wednesday i was working a shift on my own so uh it was just me and i was like oh, okay there's only three games on the list i could run three games um and so i was just pretty much cleaning up and making sure that everything is all good um i go in and i find out that during my shift that somebody booked another room and i was like okay cool four four games i could handle four games that's nothing yeah it doesn't and seem so, like a lot uh two of the games come in relatively close to each other and the first game comes in and they're like a little bit early and i'm like okay cool i'll go ahead and get them in and so i get them in and it's like a uh, grandma and like her like her like nephew or something like that or not a, and like a grandkid it's like 16 or something like that right mm -hmm. um they come in and i'm like okay cool uh here, here's your game here's how it goes whatever um and i'm like okay i could watch your game and then i'm like okay the next game comes in in half an hour so i could give these guys half an hour to like work in the room uh essentially what ends up happening is like 10 minutes into the game the the kid just sits down and it's just like really quiet and i'm like okay wait hold on this is 
something something's ominous and then he just starts coughing i'm like okay cool he's just got like a little cough or whatever uh-huh. and then he starts projectile vomiting all over the first room of of this oh. whole thing and i was like oh shit like in, in my head i'm like, like projectile projectile vomiting like it was bad it was like everywhere um and i was like okay wait what okay so like first thing i did i was like i'm the only one on shift what's the protocol and i'm like obviously first thing i should probably clean that up and like pause their game uh but i i called like my manager and he's like yeah you clean it up and then you like pause their time and if there's nothing afterwards you could let them continue and i'm like okay uh and like the guy like essentially goes to the bathroom and is like puking for like five minutes straight and i'm like okay this guy is like not doing good and i was like this is one like gross but at the same time i'm like okay wait i have to clean this up and this is i give you like 10 minutes into their game means that there's like 15 minutes till the next group comes in and they have to walk past that room so i'm like was it smelling so i was like it kind of was like you know it's like in between the game and the other game is the bathroom so i'm like I have to take these guys all the way to the furthest part of the escape room and walk them past this room. So I'm like, I have to clean this up in like 15 minutes. Like I have to, That's a I have lot to of do pressure. this super quick. And so like, I'm keeping my ears like open for like, if the door chime goes off while I'm trying to like clean this up. And I was like, the, like, why, why is it this night that I have to work alone? Right. <laughs> and everything else goes like pretty smoothly. Uh, there was nothing else that was like out of out of the ordinary. Um, but like I essentially like after that, I was like, yeah, I, I one, I don't have an appetite after work, which I mean for for good reason. But then right. like the next day, I was like, I have like a bug in my throat. There's something like clearly here. I don't know if I caught it from that or just like you know being at the escape room and not like hand sanitizing everything or like wiping down everything like Mm -hmm. that's the that's honestly like one of the easiest ways to catch like anything if you're trying to get sick during the during the holiday season literally like play escape rooms uh (laughs) just because like everybody's touching everything in those games and like us as game masters can only wipe down so much uh in between our in between our games but yeah like we try our best but you know it it happens um but yeah, it was it was something. It was crazy. Uh, I I've never had that much pressure working at an escape room ever. Um, but yeah, that that was a thing. Uh, that happened Wednesday, and I'm I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad I don't have to go back to that. Um, but yeah, I I've been fighting some sort of illness, probably like a just like a like a minor cough. Uh, but it sounds bad. But it yeah. That's what I've been doing, just trying to survive and trying to block that projectile vomit out of my mind and uh, out of the ceiling light, which is, I don't know how it got there. But yeah, that was my week in, in Geek, I guess. Uh, how about you, Matt? How, how's everything Not going on your end? typical week in Geek. <laughs> yeah, typical week in Geek, just, you know, vomit. Oh, uh my week was was not like that thankfully yay on my part um 
what did I do this week? Uh, I've had rehearsals. I had to do rehearsals this past weekend. Um, I've started doing um, a review for this new Netflix show that's called um, Carol at the End of the World. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, let's see, what else did I do? Uh, uh, nothing much. Yeah. It's it's not been it's been very busy for me because I haven't like I've been getting ready to do like the play stuff and I've had rehearsals, but I can't think of anything else besides like the review that I've been doing that's that's geeky. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think the whole projectile vomit discussion kind of just threw me for a loop. Yeah, it's it's not something that you have like every day, you know. Hopefully, you don't have to deal with that every day. That that's terrible. But oh, yeah, no. I just I just wasn't expecting it. Oh, that's what I did. I went to a um. My friend invited me to a Hanukkah party for the first time. So I had um, matzah ball soup for the first time in brisket and my first latkes and they were delicious. And we had a white elephant there. Um, so I brought in, I think our, our limit was like 15 bucks. So I brought in or 15 to 20. So I, I got, I went to um, what's it called? FYE. I think it stands for four year entertainment. It's like another just yeah. kind of a geeky gift shop place. It's not like adult themed like Spencer's, but it's, it's kind of like that. Um, but I got four magnets that were all like SpongeBob meme themed. So I got bold and brash. Uh, I think one of them was, I think one of them was a, that's a load of barnacles. I can't remember the other two. It's I like, I bought them and I didn't look at them afterwards. So I brought that in and what I got was a, uh, a, a very, very warm red fuzzy blanket that it's just like, it's the coziest thing ever. So I was very happy with that exchange um and i think that's it and i i don't have any gifts or holiday things happening until sunday because my family opens gifts on the christmas eve i don't know why we did that i think we just don't want to wake up in the morning early yeah it's, i heard of a struggle. lot of families doing that i think it's becoming more and more common i think yeah. in my lifetime i think i might have only opened gifts on the actual christmas day maybe five times and that's like padding for occasional ones that i might have forgotten but yeah and for for my family we're we do one present on christmas eve but like we'll open one on christmas eve yeah and I've then we'll open the rest common. on christmas day so like we get to pick one and we're like okay mm. like it's it's the it's the tease before tomorrow morning what is your criteria but, for the the thing that you pick it it could be anything as long as it's under the tree at that point. <laughs> okay. okay. Usually it's from like the relatives who came like the week or the like the week before or mm -hmm. something that came in the mail. So we're allowed to treat ourselves to like one of those and then everything else we open day of. So I realized this year I spent way too much on uh on gifts. So I, I my my wallet is hurting. <laughs> Dude, my wallet hurts so much this season. I, I don't know if it's just because like I've been unemployed and now that I am employed, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I had to buy everything for everyone. Mm. Um, or I'm just like really bad at like saying, Oh, I want to save money so I could do stuff, you know. Oh, it's it's kind of both for me. I like my yeah. love language is gift giving. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's something else I did. Um, for the Dark Domain podcast, I'm I'm staring at my screen. It's Shakespeare related. I'm not realizing. Oh, that's something I did. But I did a an one of the episodes I'm planning on doing, or I am working on, is um a kind of an exploration of why the 
play of Macbeth is considered cursed. Oh, um, there, there's a lot of reasons to it. A lot of it, like someone just completely made up the rumor. Like one of the more prominent rumors or, or lore about that is that on the very first performance of Macbeth, the woman who played Lady Macbeth died. That was completely made up. Like they know who made it up. And he just like, I don't know. I just wanted to make up something fun. So um, no one died. That's a that's a complete rumor. Another rumor or uh, part of the lore is that uh, the curse stems from when the like part of the the weird sister witchers lines is comes from actual like chants and incantations of actual like witchcraft. So that might carry some of the curse. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's why. crazy like spooky spooky play stuff Mm -hmm. i realized that there is there's one time in my entire life that i've actually uh potentially invoked the curse so there was a play i was doing um in 2020 uh and it was we we were in tech week i think it was like one or two days before we were supposed to open i said the word the name of the play in the theater and then my friend who was also the stage manager or the theater manager is like, hey, you can't you you said the name of the Scottish play in the theater. You need to go outside, um, turn around three times, spit over your left shoulder and come back inside. I think he missed the step where like the official uncursify yourself is you have to say a line from another Shakespeare play. I think I probably forgot to do that. Um, then I came back inside. And if it's if this is the same play, if I, this is the right play that I'm thinking of that I did this for, and I think it is. Um, we never actually even got to do that play because the day before we were supposed to open, COVID shut everything down. Oh, okay. So I mean, maybe it is you, cursed. You didn't curse it; it just happened. It like that. that maybe that's just, maybe the world pandemic. It was just at the right time. It's it's all good. You can blame it on yeah. that one. Yeah. So maybe I'm off the hook on that one. Maybe I'm not. Who who knows? Uh, magic, magic and witchcraft folks um okay so going into like this week in geeky things um one of the uh i mean we've been talking about it the entire time but going into more official things um the show that i am reviewing is called carol at the end of the world and the and the end of the world it's on netflix right now um so i'm reviewing this a little bit late but we're still getting the content up so whatever um but it's about a a woman named Carol who's like very very boring. Um, the world is ending because a planet is about to crash into the Earth, and most of the people in the world are like just doing like living the rest of like the last seven months of their life, um, to the fullest that they can. Like people are becoming nudists. They're like climbing Mount Everest. They're um learning new languages. They're visiting different countries. Like everyone in the world is like agreed to happily live out the last seven months that they have it's not like a post-apocalyptic world where you'd expect like everything goes to debauchery or whatever um people are actually like just agreeing to have fun and be kind to each other till the end just do live the last life months of your life do whatever you want to tomorrow might not come doesn't matter whatever i'm rambling um but this woman Carol is like very boring. So what she does is she uh she finds an abandoned uh office building where a bunch of other people are, and they like have all created like an accounting department that doesn't actually like account for anything. They just want to work to the end of the world. Um, 
and it's a show that's kind of about like the meaning of life like finding community um like what makes life worth living what like relationships between other people it's like it's a very like interesting deep show it deals a lot of with a lot of like the um existential crisis that a lot of millennials and gen z kids have right now i know i felt it a lot it's like what am i doing with my life what like what are all these what all my experiences account for like what can what am i doing with the time that i have that i could be doing something else with so i would highly recommend it if you've ever wanted a, a deep show that also like within the first maybe five minutes shows you uh naked old people that are animated it's written by one of the writers from Rick and Morty. So like there's a couple of jokes that just feel very Rick and Morty. It's like, okay, it's Rick and Morty. Um, and the first episode is it just, it's relentlessly hammering into your mind that Carol is a very boring person. And I think that's, that's my biggest complaint is that the first episode kind of sucks, but the rest of the show is really good. And it's, that's not the greatest um, endorsement, but after you get through them hammering over to you, Carol's boring, Carol's boring, Carol's boring. It's really sweet. And like, she becomes less boring. Like the, her, her company car, uh, her company vehicle ends up being a motorcycle. But what I, why I brought this up, Kevin is I wanted to ask you, if you woke up tomorrow to a news report that said you only have seven months to live because there's a planet that is about to crash into our planet and destroy us all. What would you do at that time? Hmm. I would. I mean, oh, man. I feel like travel would be kind of insane because, like, everybody would probably try to go to where they want to go. Yeah. But, like, I, I just don't know how currency and stuff would operate at that time because, like, do we still, like, take monetary value? I mean, I... In in short, I would I would love to die playing grain games in Japan again. Like that's not that's just me enjoying what I like to do or yeah. like meeting a bunch of friends and then just doing shit. I mean it's more of like yeah. You you know that you have a bucket list like X amount of time left, so you might as well do fun stuff while you can, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean in this um in the world of the show, like you can pretty much go to any country you want with little to no problem. Like there's people who go on vacation, like people are going on cruises and it's, it's no issue. Like people aren't fighting over it. Like apparently the flights and the cruises or whatever are running on time, running on schedule. Cause again, some people want to work, I guess. So there's still captains and pilots. I also think I would do the travel thing. Yeah, I don't know if I would go to Japan for the crane games, but I definitely go to Japan because I I've just given up on all hope of me being good at a crane game. I don't think I've ever won one. That that's the thing. One? I think you need to go to Japan to like appreciate crane game culture. Like it, like it, I I've mean, won. You said there that they let you win sometimes if you've like spent X amount of money, right? They'll make it easier for you so you can actually win something. Yes, and like they have like people monitoring it the the whole time. It's not like a. It's it's not like at at our arcades in the states. Like it's just kind of like off in its own section, and then like maybe every once in a while, like 
a mechanics guy will come by and like be they'll like, take okay, this one's out. Right. And then they'll just like restock. Like that's their whole job. It's just like to kind of walk through and restock things that are gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but in Japan, there, there's two reasons why I love it. One, the price of playing it is relatively affordable. So the best way how to say it is like a uh, hundred yen is equivalent right now to like 75 cents USD. Um, you can get most crane games are like a hundred yen for one try, right? Which is perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you you go in, you you pay you pay like a buck, and then you get to play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. There's the fact that it costs way less to play in Japan is one, but also the other part of it is like if like certain things are like if the prize that you're going for is not on display you can ask them to switch it. So, for example, like, if I was looking at some Pokemon stuff, right, and they have the Pikachu one out, but I really want the Mudkip, right, I can ask the the people who work there. I'm like, hey, can you switch this Pikachu one out for the Mudkip one so I could try to play for the Mudkip one, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's one thing. And then also if it gets stuck or, like, in some, like, really tough position that's impossible to grab, they will come by and just like put it back in a nicer spot. And obviously if you spend like 20 minutes at a crane game and you're like feeding it, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, you've it. worked, you've worked way too hard for this. And they'll like slowly make it easier for you to like mm. get the prize. So that's how it is. Now, is this like something that people there just inherently know, or, or is it there an explainer for people who like, aren't as familiar or do you just like kind of know from talking to the locals or having done it a couple of times or observing one i watch way too many sea dog va videos where he challenges like his friends that come over and and play that but also it says on the machines too like it's written on like a display um like on each train game in japanese and in english that says like these are some of the things that you can ask um ask for for help right mm-hmm. so it's pretty standard that you could like look at all of them and they'll be like okay like you can ask for help you could ask for a price swap you can ask for a reposition um and and then the most like main thing is like the the staff is attentive and because the staff is attentive they know that oh you've been here for a minute let me help you move it right mm-hmm. okay um, so yeah that, that's why i really like it so it's just the better experience overall because it's, they're nicer and the people actually pay attention to you and they're there. Yeah, and the prizes are good. Mm-hmm. The The prizes are usually either anime of the season like themed or just like really consistent good stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. They had like a lot of minion stuff for, for, the, for the Facebookers. They had, uh, what is it? The when I was there, it was during Pokemon Worlds and Yu-Gi-Oh championships. So in the crane games, they had certain things. So like I have a Karibo and a uh Time Wizard that I got from a crane game. And then Ooh. Pokemon wise, I got like just a bunch of Pokemon plushes that I somehow fit in my suitcase. So yeah. I now feel like I have to try another crane game just to like 
just to see if I've gotten any better. But I, I know I won't have. But there is a, a guy who I watched on, I think it was, he, I saw his re- on reels for a little bit, like on Instagram. But he would go to this one mall, like I think every other day or so, and just keep trying to to win this crane game with ducks because he wanted to end up on like the back wall of like Lucky Ducks who won the special duck with a sticker on it. But it, it was it was funny because he, he just never would win. And he'd been at it for months, like a hundred something days, and he finally won. But anyway, moving on. Last week we talked about the uh the game awards and they gave the game of the year award to Baldur's Gate 3. Um Kevin, mm. out of all the games you've played this year, what for you or games that you've seen, what do you think deserved game of the year? Uh Man, that's a tough one. I got to I got to look for my Steam library. I am a creature of habit, so usually if there's like something that feels okay to me like i'll just play that for a while um so i mean all of my friends were playing Baldur's gate so i I assume that that's a game that's that's really fun for everybody and that everybody liked um i'm surprised that actually i don't know if it came out this year or technically the end of last year i expect you to die three was not on the list um Hmm. i I like I like the VR escape room vibe, um, but I I don't know what else was like what else came out this year that I actually sat and played. I pretty much wasted my time playing Valorant and TFT, which are just continuous games, and then Lethal Company. So I mean, yeah. For me, I think my I think my favorite new game might have been. God of was God of War this year, or did I just wait long enough to play it? I think it won awards last year. Okay, then I was just late. So I think for me, I think just the newest game that I have that I played, I haven't bought a lot of games recently. Was probably yeah. Pikmin, just because I've been I, I have such a backlog and I'm playing Overwatch a lot. I really enjoyed Pikmin. Yeah, exactly. Before. I've never played Pikmin before, and I'm like really having fun with this. So that was oh, my nice. favorite game of the year. Um. I think Crab overall, Champions. though, unless that was last year too. I don't know. It's been I a while. It might have been last year. I remember Crab Champions from a while ago, though, so that might have been last year. Yeah, but it's, um, just, it's just tough to find something. It is. It is, especially when it's like some game, like with you see, like what is it, Game Mill Studios, just cranking out content that isn't really worth your money. It's sometimes hard to determine whether or not you should buy a game or give it a shot. Um, but IGN's uh, game of the year, which they said the best game out of what they nominated were Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake 2, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, and Resident Evil 4. Those were their main ones. Mm-hmm. They gave it to Tears of the Kingdom. I would have given it to Baldur's Gate 3 just because of what I've seen. Baldur's Gate seems like a more complete experience and it gives you even more freedom. Um, Legend of Zelda was good. I again I just don't feel like I feel like the only innovation that they did was here craft everything which I hated with a passion like I enjoyed playing Tears of the Kingdom I just did not give a flying fuck about crafting mm-hmm. and the, the fact that they like make it a necessity in the game like you have to like do at least do some crafting like with Skyrim you never have to craft if you don't want to and I never did and I loved it I like using the pre-made st- stuff in the game. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's what IGN said was the top. I disagree with them, just from what I've seen and what I've played. I know nothing about Alan Wake. I did not play Resident Evil 4, and I have yet to play Phantom Liberty, but I plan on doing it. But between the top two, which were like Baldur's Gate and Legend of Zelda, I think we're always going to be the top two contenders. But they picked the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving on to a little bit of food stuff. Kevin, what is your go-to in and out order? Oh, man. Uh, three by three uh, grilled onions, no tomato. That's just me. Uh, then a fry well done. And then if if I know I will be safe enough to get it, I will get a shake. What do you mean safe? So I am severely lactose intolerant oh. when it comes to shakes and malts. So if I know that I can like, it's like, oh, I'm having it and I'm taking it home with me. I'll be like, all right, I could, I could get a, I could get a shake. I'm good. But if I it's... know or like it's at, at a risky situation, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. It's all good. I, I'm, I'll pass. People who are lactose intolerant are so funny to me because it's like y'all will just like you know it's it's gonna disagree with you, but you don't care. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's so that funny to thing. me. It's the it's the thing. Because it's the like food it's is so, so good. good. It's good. Like we're not hating the food. We just hate the aftermath. But yeah, like we also know our body's limit of like what we can get away with. Right. So yeah. that's the funniest part about it. Um. So for me, it's a. I at this point have I used to do a four by four, but I've I control myself now. So for me, it's a double double with two orders of fries and a chocolate shake. And I'll dip my fries in the shake and I'll eat those first because I love in and out fries, but they are crap once they're cold. Um, exactly. So I'll I'll make them cold by dipping them in the shake. But um, that's just a me thing. And then I'll just get a, the, the double double with grilled onions. Um, But Kevin, how long would you be willing to wait for your order my in and out order yes uh i mean like maximum maybe like 10 15 minutes just because like i know that they're they're busy it dip- also depends on if you're going through the drive through too oh, like i, I never go time. through the drive through i just go yeah. inside it's i think it's always faster yeah i always think it's faster and plus you get to like not have to worry about driving mm-hmm. and so, you get to see what design of the shirt they have this that year exactly so yeah, I, I'm mainly a go inside, and I would say like maybe fifteen twenty at the max. Okay, so the very first In and Out opened in Idaho, and In and Out is a a California based restaurant. I think Irvine is where their headquarters are. They're California based. They have a couple of restaurants outside of California. I think there's one in Las Vegas. There might be one or two in Texas, but they moved out to Idaho. And as could probably be expected, there was a giant line to get in. Um, I believe that one point the um, where did I put that? Here it is. the The line at one point they had a sign that said the wait was seven hours at that point, seven to eight hours to go to In and Out. What? Seven to eight hours Seven waiting to in line. Eight hours. Yes, and it, it, it oh was like the the lines of people were stretching for a very long time. There's people in cars too, so you're dealing with this massive crowd of people waiting in the cold 
outside in a line, like physically going into the restaurant, plus the people in their cars in the drive-thru. So they're doubly backed up. Wow. I mean, I yeah, Idaho people don't get in and out often, but they're gonna they're gonna realize like, yeah, it's it's good. But like it's not you guys, eight hours good, is it's it? It's not eight hours worth good. Like you're you're good if you just go every once in a while. Right. I mean, like honestly, I, I understand the hype and the fervor of of being one of the first people in the state to try it, but also like wait a week or two maybe and then the lines will die down so much faster like it's still going to be long actually it's still new but like it's not yeah. going to be 8 hours it, okay that's worse so, than disneyland lines yes and here here's the thing okay for people who are in idaho here here's the here's the thing it takes an hour and a half to fly from idaho to san francisco <laughs> oh my god you can fly to you can fly from Idaho to California, walk to the closest in and out, sit there for like maybe two hours, walk back and fly back and be be done with your meal before a person in Idaho gets their food from the in and out. Like yeah, I mean, at that point, you're you still have it from only the source. like roughly five hours. You still have a three-hour window to play with after that. Exactly. So much time. And that, like, not count. That's not factoring in the walking. I think the walking would take away some of that time still. But like, you that's still. Uber it. You can still like. Oh my god! I didn't realize that. Damn. Just make it a trip. Easy. So for another quick food story, Kevin, um, McDonald's is creating a, or they have created another restaurant called called cosmics it's c-o-s-m-c apostrophe s um and they are going to be focusing on coffee and other drinks because that is a market that they've kind of tapped into with their like mccafe coffee offerings but they haven't really dedicated themselves to um the rationale or the um whole concept behind the restaurant um, is a afternoon beverage pick me up occasion because that industry like Starbucks or um, Dunkin' Donuts, I guess, is a hundred billion dollar market. And according to the McDonald's CEO, Chris Kempsinski, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, but um, he said the, the concept of the restaurant is Kevin, I, I'm not making this up, this is what it says. And on the CBS News article, what would happen if a McDonald's character from the 1980s that was part alien, part surfer, part robot opened a restaurant in 2023? What are they on? What? So, what? okay, on our notes page, Kevin, the, yes. the, the Instagram link, click on that and it'll show you what the character they're referring to is. It's an actual character. They had a character made. Wait, this, oh my god! They're like his name trying was Cosmic. to tie in. They're trying to throw it all the way back to the 1980s and the good old days of like the Hamburglar and Grimace and and the, the Fry Kids. But apparently, this character Cosmic is an outer space alien who's part vehicle and part creature. All of his creature parts—head, arms, any of the six—he's got six arms. 
and legs pop out of his vehicle part when he's on the ground in the air. Cosmic mostly cosmic's mostly vehicle. Cosmic's mostly vehicle, a round Sputnik like object, occasionally popping his head out for a comment on for a comment or his arms to grab something. This is so poorly written. But yeah, no. Um that's what the character and the concept behind this new restaurant is. Um looking at the menu of it's not only going to be coffee, but that's I guess primarily their focus. But they're having mm-hmm. a churro frappe, a s'mores cold brew, um, a sour cherry energy burst, a tropical spice aid, blueberry ginger boost, cold brew, blueberry mint green tea, island pick-me-up punch, berry hibiscus sour aid, popping pear slush, sour tango lemonade chai frappe burst turmeric spiced latte um and for like a kind of a price point average um a churro frappe is five dollars and 79 cents a turmeric spiced latte is 489 um and comparing it to starbucks a 16 ounce gingerbread latte and caramel brulee latte each cost about 595 so it's slightly less than starbucks um they will have food so the food options that they've advertised so far are a creamy avocado tomatillo sandwich, a spicy queso sandwich, McPops, which when I read this the first time, it looked like McPoops, and it's like little donuts with like filling inside of them, pretzel bites, savory hash browns, twisted cone, caramel fudge brownie, uh, cookies, caramel fudge brownie sundae, and there's a little section that says from the M universe, because now McDonald's is a universe like Marvel. The Egg McMuffin Sandwiches, and M&M's McFlurry. Now, the question is, is the ice cream machine going to work? That's if they even have an ice cream machine here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish that they... they Imagine going into one of these and coffee machine don't work. That's that's going to be the new meme. I mean, like, if you, can, if you look into it, there's a, a video by Johnny Harris. I think he... I can't remember who he he works for right now. I think he might be um, Vox is where he did the uh, the piece for, but there's like an actual reason why the McDonald's machines never work. It's because it behooves McDonald's to not have the machines work like they make money when the machines don't work because of like having to have the franchise owners hire um, repair workers. And when those repair workers are hired, part of the their fee goes back to McDonald's, the company not the franchises, the company overall. So McDonald's mm-hmm. makes money every single time uh, an ice cream machine breaks, according to, as from what I remember of the investigation that Johnny Harris did. Um, you can also, going back to Cosmics, which, I, God, I don't don't like the name. Um, they, you, they will give you options to customize your drinks, so you can add in, like, popping boba, flavor syrups, vitamin C shots, energy shots, things like that. Um, so far, they've opened one location in um, Chicago. Uh, Ten locations are going to open in Texas next year. And then we'll see from there where they spread. Um, what, do, what do you think of this move, Kevin? Would you try a Cosmics? I, if it was released on its own and not had any like relation to uh to McDonald's and I thought it was just like oh okay it is what it is right yeah. I might have I might have taken this differently uh but honestly at this point like I 
I don't know. I don't know how well this will compete with like a Starbucks or mm-hmm. or something because like those exist and then we're only here for like McDonald's to be McDonald's, you know, like Right. We could get our McFrappe from McDonald's still. Like we're not gonna you know, we don't need to really worry about this, you know. They're essentially making an entire restaurant for the vibes, and I don't know if that's enough to like sell me on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would just I'm just gonna go to McDonald's instead. If I wanted coffee, I'll go to like you go a like coffee a Starbucks shop or something. Yeah, was, yeah. Or or a Dunkin' or something, like somewhere close mm-hmm. or like an independent coffee shop. That's mm-hmm. probably where I would like prefer to go. But I mean they're not in most places right now. It's still a concept. It's again, it's only in Chicago and going to be in 10 places in Texas next year. So most of the country can't even try this unless they go visit. So we'll we'll see if they expand, which I mean, it's McDonald's with McDonald's resources. They have a whole division of Coca-Cola just dedicated to themselves. So I think if they brute force it with money, they probably will succeed, I guess, maybe. Um, Speaking of brute forcing things with money, Kevin, um, you've heard of Tinder, right? Yeah. How much would you be willing to pay for a subscription to said website? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I one like the the dating app thing is just not not for me. But mm. I know that like the basic models are somewhere between like maybe seven to eight bucks like a month okay and so like for reasonable I'd, people for like reasonable yeah i i think i think that's like totally fine I, I wouldn't do anything else too crazy you know um so tinder announced and i think they finally launched it this month there's a a service a premium tinder service that is okay guess guess how much they're charging for their premium service Guess okay, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's just a hundred. Like that would be that would be enough, you know. Final answer one hundred? Sure, a hundred. Like $499 a month. What the fuck? Well, that's five hundred bucks a month. You can you can buy a date. I will go on a date with you for five hundred bucks. Um, but like if you want me for, if you want me for like a month, I will show up. Just give me five hundred bucks and that's just pay for dinner. People were saying good. it's like if you just go to the club with five hundred dollars, you'll probably get as lucky as you would with their Tinder select. Is yeah, it's like every what month, they're calling like, it. That's a lot. Someone said, "How down bad you gotta be?" At this yeah, point, exactly. just get an escort. But apparently, through feedback and extensive tests, according to their chief product officer, Mark Van Wiswick, um, the most engaged app users actually do want this. Which I mean, if you're the most engaged Tinder app user, I feel like you're not. I feel like you're just not good at dating. Like if you're not really. If if you're yeah. frequently on Tinder, if you're an engaged Tinder user, not just someone who's like either swiping intermittently in between relationships or just like swiping for the boredom. Cause I know people who do swipe for the boredom. Um, but if you're, if you're actively engaged using it every day, I feel like there's something that you're not good at dating. You got to do something else like that. That's not going to help you with your with your stuff. You got to no. get off the app. Not at all. Um, 
apparently this subscription entitles users to various benefits, including sending messages without matching with someone and showing you the most desired profiles as judged by Tinder. Let me see if I can just like wait message without liking that's just that's creepy weird yeah that's just creepy that's like it's like i don't like you like the mute it's not mutual it's just like it's like hey let me slide into your dms yeah like for real like that's just weird okay i'm not seeing it on my app at least i don't see tinder select on here so i am i am apparently not one of their uh, most engaged users, which I I now take pride in this, knowing that I don't qualify. But, um, it's only going to be relative for a tiny amount of new payers, um, but it's going to hopefully have a significant impact on revenue per payer and ultimately on the revenue of the company overall. They're only inviting the uh, less than one percent of users to this app, so like you can't even like just get into it if if you if you had five hundred dollars in your pocket um let's see okay so here's how you use tinder select according to usa today um you can direct message people without matching first up to two times a week so you can only creep on someone twice a week a profile with an unblurred photo that is prioritized on other users likes you grid for one week um okay so it's just it's like pay to play at that point um, yeah. A badge that shows off access to the exclusive tier. You're getting the, the verified check. Okay. okay. A select mode that lets members see and be seen by the app's most sought after profiles for more exceptional connections. So you just get to see other people who are desperate enough to pay. Okay. Early access to new features. Um, so you get a bit beta test. Okay. The ability to hide advertisements and see likes sent over the past week. Um. So it's just like a premium subscription. Cool. Yay. Oh, man. I remember when Tinder first like became a big thing like in college and stuff. And people were like, oh, my God, this thing, this is cool. Online dating. Now it's just like, yeah. Like, honestly, Tinder kind of sucks. It's so it's bots everywhere. I yeah. Hinge is better. If anyone wants to know, Hinge is better by by far. I've had so many more dates on tin on on Hinge than Tinder. Bumble is okay. Um, I've had one date ever from Coffee Meets Bagel, but I know people who've like have found like long-term relationships on Coffee Meets Bagel. So um which is to say I am still single. <laughs> uh last thing so, for me, so am I. That's why we're here. Commiserating. That's why, why we have the geek podcast. Yeah. It's a common thing for people of our generation and our age. So I can't afford it. No, it's expensive. Yeah. Until unless you're like both have like a salary and like a good paying job, it's expensive. Yeah. And then that point you you just make sure you got to go Dutch on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Not paying for for everything at that point. Um, But also last thing for me, um, this came out today. Jonathan Majors has now been finally finally booted from the marvel universe um he was uh he was sentenced no not sentenced he was found guilty today of reckless assault and harassment in his domestic violence trial um by the jury in new york city um he was not found guilty of two other charges but i mean still found guilty of two um so he is no longer going to be king the conqueror this is like 
I think maybe a month or two after Loki came out and he was still King the Conqueror in there. Um, I guess at that point, they just didn't want to do the, they, they were going for the innocent until proven guilty thing. Now he has been proven guilty by a jury of his peers. Um, so yeah, no more Jonathan Majors. I, I never liked him as Kang. He was decent in um, Creed, what is it, 3? Creed, Creed 3, three Yeah, Creed 3. Yeah, Creed 3. He was decent in Creed 3. I will give him that, but just like overall, I've not been impressed by him anyway. Um, if in fact this was an accurate um, administration of, of justice and finding of justice, then finally, because apparently his, his reputation is one of He's done this to a lot of women in the past. It's I, I draw the not the analogy, but I had a similar experience where everyone who went to UCLA knew that James Franco was a creep. Everyone knew that he would go to um or the stories were passed around that he would very frequently just go to like frat parties so he could pick up sorority girls and sleep with them. Um and then when when the Me Too stuff that he had done came out, everyone was so shocked. But it's like, no, we all knew. Like the people around him or the people who were in the institution where he worked, we all knew. And that, and that was the same thing with people who went to school with Jonathan Majors. So um, I guess he couldn't get away with it forever. But that's it for me. Kevin, uh, weebify us, please. Yes. Okay, let, let's go into the weeb stuff. There's a lot of anime topics this week that we have a, we have a lot to cover. Does anime um, stuff like come out? free a lot at the end of the year is it like because i know with comic books it's typically a dry period like the end of the year nothing comes out yeah so is it the same thing with like anime and manga so it, it's kind of weird so like sometimes we just have random announcements and then just sometimes they'll just drop a bunch of stuff on us and we're just like oh, okay this is happening mm. i guess okay. so so you never really um, can tell yeah you can never tell when announcements are going to happen but most of the time, like we know when the shows are going to come out, we just don't know when the announcements are coming out. Mm. Um, so we have quite a quite a few announcements this week, um, and I I think it also has to do with the fact that Jump Festa might be coming around or is going on right now. I have to check, but that's like the Shonen Jump like festival where they start like making a ton of announcements. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll just go over what anime stuff we heard. Um, we're gonna start with the One Piece. It's called The One Piece. It is a it is an anime that will be remaking parts of One Piece um with but Wit why? Studio this time. Um apparently it, well well it's not apparently it is it is a thing. So One Piece is known for being super long-winded and there is like a lot of there's a ton of filler. I mean there's a reason why there's like there's what an entire website called One Pace which pretty much cuts out like i think it's like 65 percent of current one piece oh my god and only limits it down to like what's actually important to the plot and from that point i think you could even go more and you could just finish the whole thing in like what is equivalent to 64 episodes so like a full battle alchemist equivalent um Mm. and that's with like no filler that's like everything to this point with no filler um and yeah so apparently this thing called the one piece it is in quotation marks uh it is going to be done with wit studio who is well known in the industry already um 
but they're going to be premiering it on Netflix, which is another thing that we have the big question mark about. Um, but it's supposed to be like a condensed and more precise version of One Piece. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I mean, we just kind of got that announced recently, so we don't really know what this entails. The other thing is it being a Netflix release, we saw what it did to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Um, if anybody else has seen or has been on the JoJo's train, um, Netflix got the hold of uh, got got a hold of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Mm-hmm. And instead of releasing it weekly, like how us anime fans are used to seeing it, which is every week we, we come in, we watch a show, and then we, we talk about it. And then the next week we wait for the next one and we keep watching it week to week, right? Yeah. Um, but in this one, they released it in a batch. So essentially we got like 24 episodes just like dropped on our head. And one, it's it's nice that like for binge watchers, we can just sit there and just watch the whole thing in one sitting. But the downside about that is that it killed the hype for the entire show because of the release schedule. So like usually we would watch something and be like, okay, this gives all the YouTube, all the TikTok people some time to be like, did you notice that this part in this episode did this thing, right? And it builds up hype for the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we did not have that. And that is the one thing that I'm kind of afraid with for the One Piece. It's if they do another batch release like this, it's going to be really tough for people to build hype off of it and to make it like something that we could all greatly enjoy, you know? So I feel like that's the biggest question mark. It's hopefully they do it week to week for the One Piece. Um, and then we can just continue the hype with it. But I'm interested in seeing what this really entails and what what which studio has in their back pocket and what are they planning here? All right. Uh, let's move on into the other stuff. So the, the thing that we were mentioning earlier in the year as well was Zom 100 went on a indefinite hiatus. We didn't know when they were coming back. We got, uh, we got word that we had, um, what do you call it? Uh, we have word that they are coming back and they're going to give us the last three episodes of the of the story and then uh, we'll be we'll be all good with that but um yeah Zom 100 did a little bit of a promotional thing um they said originally it was supposed to come out sometime like earlier this week um but they said definite date is going to be Christmas day um so they had all their characters dress up in you know uh in holiday festive stuff and then they put out a poster saying uh merry christmas the the last three episodes of zom 100 will be dropping on christmas day and so we're gonna be keeping that in mind i'm gonna watch it because i love zom 100 um as a series and i'm excited to see how it's gonna play out um it's on cool, netflix but- so i will hopefully find time yeah. to watch it there's so much to watch right now like yeah. i have to after i finish watching carol at the end of the world I need to watch um, Marvel's What If. They're sending, I think they're sending me um, screeners or something. Is there a new What If? Like, there's going to be a season two. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's another thing that I got to. It's been in development for a while, I think. Yeah. I don't have Disney Plus, but like I watched the first one and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. But 
I I don't mind seeing what happens after that. Um, but yeah, uh, Zom One Hundred. There is two versions of Zom One Hundred on on Netflix. By the way, uh, watch the anime. Don't watch the live action. Not that I okay. would. I don't hate the live action. I just think that the the anime does it more justice closer to the manga. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. The last one and probably the biggest one that a lot of people are keeping their eyes open for is Chainsaw Man. Um, we had the end of Chainsaw Man. Uh, I I want to say last year. Uh, we had we had a whole season. Um. And that's under MAPPA, which if anybody knows what's going on with MAPPA, it is a shit show. Um, the whole studio has like a lot of workers who are complaining about their work conditions, which is true. Like they're, they're saying like crunch time is like insane. They have they're trying to turn out episodes and they're like they're stressed out. They just don't want to be there anymore. And there's been a lot of discussion. And that's the reason why. Uh, you know, JJK is being released super slowly. Um, but to get back on topic, Chainsaw Man, done by Mappa Studio, announced that they are doing the next arc of Chainsaw Man as a film. Now, there is a couple of things that I want to mention about this. One, I, I love this next arc, and it is really small, in my opinion. Um, I think it does lend itself to a film uh if they want to do it that way and i would recommend it um if if people don't know it's called chainsaw man movie reze um and reze oh, is that's what i was seeing that is the character who they're introducing in that part and if you guys will go back and watch chainsaw man she's the person who you hear at the very end of the episode of the last episode um so i'm like oh she's coming i'm so excited to see her like in in this like in the series because she's a very pivotal character for for uh our character for denji so i'm excited to see how they do this the thing that i'm afraid of is mafa studio um we like the storytelling of chainsaw man is is amazing i just don't know how well or how if hotsuki fujimoto can trust them to handle a project like chainsaw man well enough because of what he's heard recently so if they do let this happen and i mean it's probably going to happen with mappa i hope that they let their their like artists and animators at least have a break or something because this is like you want it to look great and you want them to take their time and make an amazing piece you have to like give them the space and time to do that so I am hoping they don't rush it and they're not just saying like, oh, it's coming next year because they want it to come out next year. Um, we saw, we heard about the same thing that happened with JJK Zero, the movie. Like, usually films take like three or four years to make, especially animated things. And they said they had to take a three to four year schedule and cram it into 18 months, which is that's a year not, and a half. That's like no time at all. Exactly. So I was like, I hope that they don't do the same thing with Reze. One, because this arc is really important for Chainsaw Man. But two, I don't want any more stress or like animators essentially quitting and making, you know, the the field of anime even smaller because of terrible work conditions like this. So I'm hoping 
I'm hoping they take their time with it and we get an excellent movie down the line. Um, or if Fujimoto does not agree with what Mop is up to, try to renegotiate a like contract with potentially a different studio. That might be another option uh, as well. So we'll definitely be keeping our eyes out for for Reze Arc News and if it's going to happen or not. Now, when they when they um, make this a movie, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna give it like a uh, uh, a demon slayer treatment where it's just like it's a movie, but it's also just the first arc of the next season, or is it just gonna be a movie? I think it's just gonna be a movie, and I don't think that they're gonna go back because it's the same thing that they did with. Uh, I mean, they did it with Mugen Train, and Mugen yeah. Train for that's Ufotable Studio, but. It's still like that movie, like Mugen Train is the arc, right? And then mm-hmm. you you watch that and then you can go directly into Entertainment District arc, which is perfect. Like, that's how I want them to handle this. And it's the same thing that like Mappa Studio has done this with JJK Zero, where that's an entire plot on its own, but it doesn't need to be connected to, like it is connected to JJK, but it's just, like we don't have to worry about like falling behind in terms of the plot or anything because that's technically like a prequel. Um, but I'm hoping that like they do this and they don't have to go back and reanimate certain parts. It's just like you go in, you see Reze, it hits, you know, it hits Crunchyroll whenever it hits Crunchyroll, and then we get the next season after that. Um. I want them to take their time with it. I don't care if Reze Arc doesn't come out until like 2025. Just make the make the movie good. And don't stress out your animators, please. Thank you. Um but yeah. Um that's what we have in terms of anime stuff. Um and then yeah, we have a couple of manga and art book stuff to announce as well. So uh one of the more exciting things is that at least I'm keeping my eyes out for. Um the company or how can i say it um as some of you guys may know in Yu-Gi-Oh, the author uh passed away uh tragically when he he drowned saving a kid um but his art has never been put together in a book since the like the earlier parts of Yu-Gi-Oh. so we've never had like card arts or like official artwork from uh from the original Yu-Gi-Oh put together um in quite a long time. I think it's been almost 10 years since we've had an art book from Yu-Gi-Oh. Um so what we got announced recently is that Yu-Gi-Oh will now have a Yu-Gi-Oh card game artworks book um which will be released in Japan on February 21st. Um it will not only have full art illustration of the original artwork um, for Duel Monsters and the new Rush Duel as well, but it will also have uh, some of the notes from the illustrators just to let you know like what goes into like making a card art and other things that go into uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh art book in general. So I'm excited that we're getting an art book um, for Yu-Gi-Oh. So it, I we definitely need one and I will be collecting this uh if it gets translated over to English. Uh if it takes more than a year, I'll probably buy it in Japanese and still keep it on my shelf, you know. Yeah. Still so sad um, the way he passed. Yeah. 
it it just didn't like it, it was just so like sudden too like mm -hmm. uh Pazuki Takahashi did not need like that to go on and it's sad that he he passed away knowing that like he's doing the right thing and that's very much what like his character of Yugi would have done too it's like I'm like being selfless in this moment mm -hmm. and he really embraced that um but it's it's crazy how that happens and then like he also got to see the uh he got to see the impact of his work too. I mean, it's it's a widely successful card game. Right. It's got, you know, a bunch of people who who love the art and love the story of Yu-Gi-Oh, including myself. Um I'm still collecting all the omnibuses for it just to have it on my shelf. And it's just a great like story in general. If anybody hasn't read Yu-Gi-Oh, I think you should read Yu-Gi-Oh. It is more than what the anime provides. Plus season 0 is freaking wild i mean they most people just think oh Yu-Gi-Oh is a card game right and then you read the first seven volumes of the original Yu-Gi-Oh, and you're like wait this guy is playing like death games with like knives and like hot skillets and stuff like that it's it's crazy um yeah Yu-Gi lights a dude on fire that's a thing yeah um it, it it's just insane what season zero came out with but yeah, art book. We're gonna we're gonna get one. Uh, heading into next year. Okay. Uh, the final thing for our manga stuff, um, is manga releases. There is a couple of things that I'm keeping in mind for this week, which is Homunculus five six. Um, that is the omnibus of five and six put together. Uh, we have Rent a Girlfriend twenty two, Alice in Borderlands eight, and Kobayashi's Dragon Maid thirteen. Um, those are just a couple of them that I'm keeping tabs on and seeing if I if I want to get it then. Um, as for next week, next week is the 26th. Um, and I'm going to give you guys this heads up and hopefully Barnes & Noble still has it. Um, there's usually a hardcover sale, usually after Christmas. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that and seeing if that's going to apply to all hardcovers. Because if it does, that means go in and buy your JoJo's and and Full Metal Alchemist. That should help you out. But um, the twenty six is going to have a couple of releases. There's only two that I have of note, um, and they are kind of big. So we have Shangri La Frontier nine, um, which is is really solid. And then also we have Blue Lock ten. So uh, if you're still keeping up with soccer anime and intense crazy eyes, uh, yeah, Blue Lock is coming. Um. Yeah, that, that's about it. Just a lot of manga, keeping up with manga, and uh, keeping up with my list, and trying not to go broke this holiday season. That's a mood. That's yeah. a mood. Um. So I guess that uh, that wraps us up for 2023, and we'll be back in 2024. Um, I guess for for advice, Kevin, what is what is advice for people to not go broke? do you think over the holiday season i i think the best so thing hard, is though. it is tough it is tough um one i mean the thing that they're going to entice you with most is probably sales of some sort uh just make sure that you're buying what you need you don't need to go too crazy um if you're looking for gifts for 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 guys uh we we like food and a good pair of socks uh and mm. 
what what else uh legos legos yes. yeah but, but you, legos you are expensive yeah yeah legos are expensive but like if you want something to do like if you're trying to search for anything for oh also uh if, if you're trying to if you're trying to be a, a homie and you want you want your your friends to come over and and have fun they have mario kart themed hot wheels i f i i figured that out like a couple days ago and they have like full tracks too so like i i saw a 150 dollar like set for rainbow road and Ooh. you get like four racers and you could just throw them down rainbow road um and then they have expansions for like the luigi's mansion one and uh some other cart courses but i'm like ooh, that, that'd be really fun um but yeah uh to to save money just just buy buy only what you need uh staying inside and hot chocolate is is a good time to spend like time with people with you don't have to buy anything too crazy like honestly just spend time with the people you love it it's always the thought that counts honestly Speaking of socks, that's generally what I get, folks, is like there's a sock place at the mall that I go to or not that I go to that's by me. Um, so I'll just like find socks that fit a person's personality. It helps keep like everything within a reasonable price for per gift. So um, thank you guys for tuning in with us this week and this year. We will be, I guess, probably like what the let me just look at the calendar real quick. When what happens in January? When is January? Why is January? January is a two weeks. So oh, we could the second or the third, technically. That's like when people are starting to get back. Um it's more likely we'll probably be back on like the ninth. Yeah. I feel the, the either ninth. the ninth. The eighth yeah. or the ninth, I think we'll record. So yeah, we'll be back in uh early January for y'all. But um I hope you have a good holiday season. Um Stay safe, stay warm, stay not broke, and we will catch you in January. Happy 2024, folks, and adios. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D, and feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.